Bowl? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> me, 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 me. No, I'm not going to sing. That would be a very short episode. You, sound of you slamming the door on your way out and going, wait, come back. So, no. Yeah. No singing. No singing. Oh. This was going to be the musical episode. Well, you... Are you sure? Yeah, just be, just because you can do something doesn't mean, doesn't you, mean should. you should. Uh, the Jurassic Park uh, yeah, exactly. theorem. Hello and welcome to We Came From The 80s, the podcast where we talk about movies we thought were cool. I'm your host, Farron, and I'm joined here today by Heather. Hello. You're, you remind me of the babe. We're not going there. Oh. No, I'm sorry. You just made me promise not to sing. <laughs> so, I'll sing, but I have to wear the pants. Okay. No uh, singing? Hard pass. Hard pass? Okay, yeah. Those, those pants are just... Yeah, no. I, I'm sure they do it for the female viewers, but really not for me. I'm just, it's not my thing, but, uh, no, no, no. Okay. Uh, no. If you haven't guessed, we're doing Labyrinth, uh, and Labyrinth premiered on the 27th of June, 1986. It was directed by Jim Henson. So this is kind of a companion piece to Dark Crystal, which we tried to do just after Dark Crystal, but then, you know, life and weather got in the way because Alberta, it was written by Dennis Lee and Jim Henson and Terry Jones did the screenplay. And it's starring David Bowie, uh, Jennifer Connelly, and that's funny, the third person I have listed here is Toby Froud. I thought that was like Hoggle. No, it's the freaking kid. So, <laughs> yeah, so it stars a three-year-old, one-year-old, one-year-old, I don't know, a, a screaming, eating shit machine. Yeah, it's, one. It's, it's yeah. Ugh. reason number 535, I don't want children. They scream a lot. Uh, this was rated PG. So at this point there was a PG thirteen, but this didn't no. this didn't qualify for it. Dark Crystal probably was a little closer, I would think. Oh yeah, but I don't think it was PG thirteen. I don't quite remember, but definitely this is a PG film. But it's not a general film. Like it's even you mentioned your boy who was six would probably find it too much. Yeah, he'd yeah. he'd be out for a couple of the scenes. Really? Yeah. I'm, which ones? I'm curious. Um, the uh, the hands in the labyrinth. The the falling anytime. The falling hands, okay. Anytime, uh, anytime she's displaying fear and okay. loss. He upsets him. He, he, he picks that up and he's like, "Nope, oh." That's interesting. He's very empathetic. Yeah, he's cool. A little bit too much. Counselor Troy. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to teach this kid to shield. He's uh, <laughs> he's he's half uh, beta zoid, okay. half fogon. Um, yeah, and it's, so th this movie uh, was made on a budget of 25 million bucks, which was about the same as I recall as, um, Dark Crystal. I thought, uh, I can't remember. Let's find out. It's not like it's hard for me to look. I'm right here. Um, no. Yeah. Dark Crystal cost 15. Yeah, it was this, it was the standard. Yeah, the, the standard, sorry. This yeah. one, here's the thing. Dark Crystal cost 15 and made 41.6. And... This one, 
made only a couple years later, way less complex and way easier because you had actual humans. Yep. This one cost 25, 10 million more. I mean, imagine a lot of that. I'm going to take a while, guess, to say about five of that went to David. Yeah. So it cost 25, it made 13.7. Yeah, it's, it's not as good. I'll, I'll, I'll probably get in trouble on the internet for that, but it's it's not as good a movie. Oh, no, it's not nearly as good. But it's a pro. I mean, with David Bowie and Jennifer Connelly, I don't know if she'd ever been in other movies. I mean, it doesn't say introducing Jennifer Connelly. That's how you know it's a, their first time. Did they oh. introducing? That's sort of the standard way it's done in movies. So it's not her first, but it's damn close. I mean, she's a little kid. Yeah. She's mid. She couldn't be more than about 16 in that. I mean, yeah. I'm sure it'd be easy enough to figure out, but, uh, you know, to look up. But, uh, you know, there's a little bit of money that goes into her fee, and you know George Lucas executive produced this, but thankfully he clearly didn't have too much influence. <laughs> but yeah, it's like I'm actually surprised it didn't at least break even. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I, I'm surprised about that too. I I would have thought it would have at least made itself back. Well, when did it? What was the date it premiered? So 27 June. So this is screaming summer, like summer kids. summer blockbuster. Yeah. Yeah, like it's. 27 June in the States, I think the kids are done, you know, mid-June, early June, depending on the state. In Canada, you know, kids are done at the end of June. This is the movie to take your kids to. So you'll sort of wonder why it it tanked. And I'm I'm honestly not sure why, because it's very well put together. Oh, yeah. It's it's, Jim Henson always does a good job. Yeah. I wonder if if you factored in the soundtrack profits. I wonder if this thing makes its money back. It might. I, I had it. Yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't really like Bowie's music. Really? Yeah, I wasn't a fan. Huh? And now, or still not? Eh. I enjoyed this. I mean, I had you know once I when I was in university, I got my first CD player. It was a portable, and I went and bought all sorts of music because this was before Napster. In which case, I stopped buying music very quickly, <laughs> uh, and then I went to iTunes, which ironically is now going away. But yeah, I had the soundtrack and the Bowie songs. I thought were great. You know, for me, I'm not a huge Bowie fan either. I will, you know, if his stuff is on, I will listen to it. I appreciate the artistry. You know, Space Oddity is a fabulous song. Yeah, exactly. I'm not going to seek it out, though. No. But, you know, the one we joked with, you know, the Babe with the Power. I don't even know the name of the song, but it's a, it's a good song. It's very catchy. You know, I... Dance I, or something? Yeah, I post... Yeah, Magic Dance. Yeah. It's funny because I posted last night on our Facebook page... A hint of what we you know, we're going to record tomorrow, and I and I said, you know, uh, weird Muppets, the bog of eternal stench, and those pants. <laughs> and a friend of mine immediately responded, "You remind me of the Babe." To which I responded, "What Babe?" And she says, "Okay, let's just keep it going." I said, "No, no, we get the hint." <laughs> she was actually pissed at me. We didn't keep going, but you well, know, yeah. Once you're going to do that, but that song, I mean, it sticks in everyone's head. When I was in high school, uh, in fact, I remember when I was in grade twelve, so 1993. A kid came into the drama class and he had the VHS, you know, long before DVD, because he was going to do a Dungeons and Dragons campaign and he wanted to use that as uh, inspiration. And the first thing I said is, you're running me of the babe. And he looks at me, what babe? And we didn't even really like each other, yeah. but it's just, how do you not quote that? Everyone knows. Anyone who st- anyone who starts it has to say the next line. It's, it's yeah, it's for, the rules. For, yeah. Is that, is that, is that a thing from it's, the 80s? Yeah. It's a requirement? I, yeah think so yeah yeah well it's funny it was the friend who commented on our on our on our webpage she said she watched it with her kids and her kids think she's weird because she could sing along to all the songs so someone likes it you know someone yeah. like the songs well, that friend of mine in high school like seriously every every time i was at her place we we watched labyrinth 
or we listen to David Bowie. I'm like, uh-huh. Yeah, I think a lot of that, I mean, we were talking about this during the film, is that it, this is a very girly film. It is targeted at a very particular age and type of girl. It's a, that, I wonder if that's not why I didn't do better, because it's a very specific demographic. It is. Like, the 12 to 14-year-old girl who is still, they want to be a not little, they don't want to be a Disney princess, but they still want to be a princess. Like, that's sort of the feeling yeah. I get out of it. Like, sometimes they want to be a grown-up, and mostly they still want to be a kid. Yeah, like, for them, like, he, you know, she has the idea that the Goblin King loves her. But I don't think there's a drop of sexual sexuality in th- her concept of his love for her. Not in this whole movie. No. It's, it's, it's a kid's film in that yeah. regard. Like I said, it's a very particular demographic. Yeah. But I, I didn't know anyone growing up who didn't like this, male or female. Oh, yeah. They just like it for different reasons. Yeah. But it really does poke a particular... Yeah. Like, it really is meant to hit a particular nerve. You know, I, I we talked about this in the film, or I had, that it it's very girly in the sense that she's pretty perfect. Her hair never gets messed up. Ever. It's, yeah, it's, it's what Hollywood thinks girls are. Yeah. In the 80s. Yeah. She's definitely an 80s... The, the leading 80s women. Mm-hmm. It's, it's that in training. Yeah, yeah. Like she's, like I said, she's never made to exert herself. Yeah. She never gets mussed up. She never even gets like splashed water on. Like she's a, her her makeup is perfect. Her hair is perfect. Her clothes is perfect. She's never really in danger. She's the only female until you get to the uh, rummage lady. Yeah, and, and she's an old lady. She doesn't count. She's and prone. She, she failed the test. She kept all her shit on her back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, you know, it's funny, it was the first time I ever thought about that, is this time I watched it, is that they're loading all, because when she's sitting yeah. at her, in her room, her quote-unquote room, yeah. uh, it's, a, you know, and, and the old the old junk lady keeps loading crap, it's on her back. It's, it's the baggage. It's the baggage. It's the baggage of childhood. Yeah, and yeah. It's, it never occurred to me that they were, tr- that, because there was another one, it wasn't just the crone, there was another one on the side of the yeah. screen. They're tr- she's trying to turn Sarah into, into the that. next yeah. baggage lady, like with all of it on your back hunched over yeah can't let it go can't put it down yeah <laughs> welcome to the 80s jesus a whole ge- whole generation of us who never like i mean look around you but, uh, <laughs> you've never seen my my game room either yeah yeah well, yeah but you wound up with a kid so <sighs> we know what causes that now by the way turns out turns out yeah all the things your mother warned you about were true no it's like it's it is a very particular demographic but it, obviously it hits other demographics too because everyone loves this film. Even though it's not especially great, it's still like which, you know, which uh which fairy tale does it steal from? Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's all of them. Yeah. And they're not even subtle about it, but it, it's not meant to be subtle because it's a kid's film. It yeah. really is a kid's film. When she's like you said, everything in her adventure was in a room. It's yeah. it's it's very much um over the over the rainbow. It's uh, and then Wizard there's, of Oz, there's yeah. Wizard of Oz. There's Snow White. There's like all of them, and yeah. and they weren't being subtle about it because no. she, she was living through her childhood and letting yeah. it go. Well, in her room in particular, yeah. like the Goblin King's right there on her desk. Yep. Hoggle is a bookend. Yep. Uh, Sir Didymus, I spotted last time I saw it. I could I didn't catch him this yeah. time, but he's there. So when's the first time you saw this? Do you remember? Well, yeah, I, probably at my buddy's place. Okay, so back in the day, yeah, VHS, junior high or high school, yeah, junior, okay, VHS, uh, 
blockbuster yeah. Rogers something. Yeah, fair enough. I think or, probably the same for me. Or maybe on my on my dad's collection of pirated boxo videos. Yar. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay. Because my dad liked this one too. It was uh, the the combo that he liked. Okay. Dark Crystal than this. Well, they, I mean, those two, if you go to buy them as a DVD, they pretty they much come, come as together, a combo. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's a board game of Labyrinth made by the same people as the board game for Dark Crystal. Yeah. They effectively come as a pair. I'm actually a little bit surprised that someone didn't try to remake or, ex- you know, or make a sequel to Labyrinth the way that they're doing with the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. Like you'd think. It wouldn't hold up though. There isn't, there isn't that much there. They already ripped off all the fairy tales. Yeah, but it could be that you know the the Goblin King coming for Sarah's daughter. But the problem is, is that David Bowie's not with us anymore, yeah. and I think it would be an insult without him. Because there was talk about doing maybe a reboot or like, or like a, a total remake yeah. of it or a, a, a weird sequel. But then Bowie died, and that was the end of that. Yeah, which is probably for the best because it really that thing screams eighties. The, the way she's dressed, his hair, oh my god. It, he, he has a good look to him, except those except pants. Yeah, not just a belt up. Yeah, he needs, yeah, what he needs is a dancer's belt. It's a, it's yeah. a, the guys wear, they, they made the actress wear it in Tron. Yep. So, yeah. So you don't get all the detail, but, you know, that, that thing screams 80s. You know, so, of course, so did Dark Crystal, and yet. And yet. Yeah. <laughs> When's that come out? I think it's a month or so. Dark it's getting Age close, of... yeah. But there's know. there's a whole world, a whole world there, with history that I, I want to know. Yeah. Labyrinth. I'm like, oh yeah, that was a nice story. Yeah, it's the labyrinth. Yeah, yeah. it's there for her. Yeah. Remember, I'd said, uh, you know, why isn't there like an action RPG video game where every time you enter the labyrinth, it, it you know the game recreates yeah. the labyrinth procedurally? But that's the point, right? Is that the labyrinth is a the labyrinth itself isn't anything other than a tool for the Goblin King. It's not a place the way in the Dark Crystal. The castle is a place independent of the Skeksis and the Mystics. Yeah. Like it's its own, even if the Skeksis and the Mystics weren't there, there's probably some very cool stories to be told about that castle yeah. and the crystal itself. Or even before the crystal, you know, or Augra's place with the Orrery. Yeah. There's stories to be told there, all yeah. these sorts of things. Whereas the labyrinth, is a tool because it changes. I mean, it changes as we watch it. Yeah. You know, she... Based on who's imagining what. Yeah. So, so the labyrinth itself is either a living thing or the labyrinth is simply a tool of Jareth. But in and of itself, it's not interesting. Where where would the story go other than, you know, I yes. think, the, again, I think the Tell original... the same story twice. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and that's really, I think, what the new labyrinth would have been is the Goblin King coming for Sarah's daughter. I think yeah. maybe that's the idea, mm. which sounds to me a lot like the movie Hook. Uh-huh. I was just going to say, there's how, how many direct-to-video Peter Pan remakes have there been? Yeah, well, that's yeah. what Hook was, the, the, yeah. I mean, which was a wonderful film oh, with Robin Williams. Yeah. A magnificent film if you've never seen it. It's 90s. I think it's a little out of our yeah. purview. But, it's but a, I, I like that one. It's an incredible film because, it, you know, about an adult Peter Pan, and, you know, it's about his kids. You know, it's essentially Hook going after his kids yeah. because he's he's not a target anymore. He's an adult. Yeah. I'm, I don't think Robin Williams made a film I didn't like, though. He was, he was pretty good. But that's what happens when you're a great actor. Yeah. David Bowie, not such a great actor, but here he's he's what he needs to be. I've, I've liked him in everything he's done, though. Like, not not the same range or anything, mm-hmm. but, like, The Last Temptation, he was oh, pretty yes, good. Oh, yes, He was Pilot. really he was good really in that. Really good, yeah. He was... Nobody else could have been Jareth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, like... Uh, Tesla, Nikola Tesla in that really great movie, The Prestige. I still haven't seen it. That's a really good film. Yeah. Really, really good film. 
Uh, what else? He was in. I mean, the man who came to Earth, but he's a he's a cipher. He never. I don't think he speaks more than a few lines yeah. in the whole film. That film's weird. Like if that film was an experiment, and that's fine. They used him because he had that androgynous thing going at the yeah. time. Yeah. I think this was just after a Ziggy Stardust thing, or something. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of the '70s glam rockers went through some weird phases, and they said, you know, some director said, "I want him in my film." Yoink. And you have the man who fell to Earth. Yeah. That film was an experiment that. Mm. Yeah. Well, they learned. They, they learned something. <laughs> yeah, they learned it doesn't. It didn't work, and don't do this again. But yeah, he's. I keep thinking he was in. Uh, Bowie was in that uh, fairy tale theater episode with Shelley Duvall. Remember, she used to host that. Yeah, I, I remember um, that. The yeah. Nightingale, but that was actually Mick Jagger, where he played the Chinese emperor. Uh, Nightingale. Yeah. Because yeah. if if you had asked me, I would have I would have sworn he was in an episode of it. Yeah, but it, but in it fact, we're thinking of Mick Jagger, Mick Jagger with the Nightingale yeah. episode, and he did a fantastic job of. You know, Mick Jagger, you know, playing the Chinese emperor, but whatever. It was yeah, the 80s, and it, it was actually pretty good. I actually tried watching those, and holy hell, those kids, those are kiddie things. Oh, but, yeah. But they they rock. They're, so, they're well done. They're on YouTube, I think. Yeah. So I'll that's pretty there. cool. Yeah, so I think the first time I saw this, I think it was either VHS or Super Channel, something like that. Like it was that era. Yeah. I know we certainly, my, my parents had a policy if they don't want to see it. They don't really take us, which isn't okay. That's not fair. They took me to see Transformers the movie, but that was a like that was a big deal for a kid my for a boy my age. GI Joe and Transformers were at their height, yeah. And to have that in the theaters, they couldn't not take me to that. Um, they they sat and the, they stood in the lobby and smoked the whole film <laughs> with the rest of the adults. Well, they had the they, they had the volume too high, yeah. So it was ear splitting. I loved it, but. That there are very few films that they took us to see that they didn't want to see, like The Great Mouse Detective, I think, and but anything else was stuff that they wanted to see. Yeah. So there was no way we were going to this film, going yeah. to see this. I enjoyed it at the time. I didn't. Again, I was certainly not. I was not a twelve-year-old girl, uh, so I wasn't quite the target demographic, but I liked it. You know, we talked about you know different reasons people liked the film. Yeah. For me, it was the puzzle. It was the labyrinth, the yeah. danger. But I didn't like any of the characters. Not one. Except the worm, he's cool. The worm, I like the worm. Yeah, yeah, it's hard not to like the worm. Hello, did you say hello? No, I said hello, but close enough. Um, but I didn't like Hoggle. I find him annoying. Like, oh look, the kid Muppet. I didn't like him. I didn't like Ludo. Ludo strong. Okay, whatever. Yeah, whatever. I didn't like Sir Didymus. He was annoying. Yep. I, or she's. I mean, okay, Jennifer Connelly. She's cute. I was totally into her. But like I said, boys don't. Boys don't go see movies to see female actresses the way girls go to see movies for the actors. They tried this with Barbed Wire. Do you remember that movie Barbed Wire with Pamela Anderson? Nope. So no one ever does. <laughs> but she was, well, you know, Pamela Anderson. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So they chose her because she'd been in Playboy and whatever, and they figured guys will go see her because she wears, because it's an action film and she's scantily clad. Well, the film... Uh, no, you need a film behind it. Yeah. yeah. But how many girls flock to see Titanic for DiCaprio? Yeah, I suppose. You know, or like there's no, there's no, like there's boy bands and they appeal to a particular subset of girls, uh-huh. but is there the equivalent for boys? Spice Girls. Which mostly appealed to girls. Not in my house. Really? Yeah. Huh. It was my experience in high school and junior high. I think it was high school, early nineties. I think they were around. It was mostly the girls who were into them. Yeah. Early nineties. I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it's just. Yeah. I'm. I'm a poor, I'm a poor representative for uh, what's a typical female. So 
I'm a portrait representative for what's a typical male, but there it is. It's just, it's just my, my experience in film is that, you know, guys go looking for action. And if there are boobs, it's great. I, yeah, it's, it's a nice perk. Yeah. Good, good deal. But no one, no one is like so in love with this actress that they're going to go see that film. Yeah, uh, fair enough. Whereas look at the people they chose in the Twilight film, one of those films. Do I have to? No, you don't have to think about <laughs> it. But they chose, you know, the, the guy Patterson, who's an okay actor, whatever. He'd been in Harry Potter and... The, which is the one he was in, Goblet of Fire. Yeah, he's Cedric Diggory. Cedric, Diggory. yeah. Cedric. And then they chose that guy, Taylor Lautner, or whatever he is, who plays the werewolf. Yeah, um, sure. I don't know. It's a bad film about a guy, about a woman's journey into love as she must choose between the affections of a dead man and a dog. So we're not talking about glory here. Yeah. But. It's 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 funny you bring those ones up, though, because it's it's more toxic 80s masculinity nonsense. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Like, you know, I'm, I'm going to dominate you and you're going to love it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm, oh, no doubt. No, I'm not. Um, yeah, but those those books, let me tell you, <laughs> yeah. they, they're popular for a reason, and women flock to see them, and they chose the prettiest boys they could find yep. to play those parts, but n- none of the guys were flocking because Kristen, whatever her name is, is cute. And she is. She's very attractive. Is she? I think she's okay. I mean, oh, yeah. but guys weren't flocking to see her. No. It's just guys don't work that way. They want to see boobs and explosions and, yeah. and guns. And explosions and did I mention boobs? Like that's that's but that's why young guys go to you yeah. Know. So when you like when you're watching this now, you you said it's been like 20 years since you've seen this. Yeah, at least. So what sticks out to you? Uh, honestly, what I was thinking about. Do you remember in Dark Crystal? I, I said I got them confused mm-hmm. because they're always they're always together. Yeah. Yeah, not anymore. Now that I've seen them both, no chance. I will never get them confused again. Yeah, they are. Well, they're they're the opposite sides of a coin. Like Dark Crystal was very good detail and and story mm. and history and a whole a whole world with with his, with like a history I already said yeah. it and this was a two dimensional well, fairy about, tale yeah this is this all happens in her head it yeah. might as well anyway maybe it does it was a dream yeah yeah uh, well you said every it's about her room it's and 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 Wizard of Oz the book shows up in her room and in the story about like four times yeah essentially just click your heels yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, and it's for me. What stands out? Well, for me, I never had that. Like, I never had the trouble mixing them. But then I've seen them both. Yeah. You know, every few years I'm watching them. For me, it's the music. Wow, kids' film. Let's have music. Yep. And we need another musical number. So, pop that one in. Hey, David, can you bang out another song for us? We'll we'll film that tomorrow. I mean, his the essentially their music videos. Yeah. Inserted in the film, they're all very good. Dance Magic is very good. You know, that's a good one. I like uh, that one. The one at the end in the MC Escher painting, I thought was very good, that very was cool. mournful. Like, why aren't you? Why don't you love me? You know, what was it? Uh, obey me, obey me, never leave my side, and I will be your slave. Yeah, yeah obey me, worship me. I will take care of everything you need. I, yeah, will, I will give you everything. Yeah, and I will be your you slave. You just have to fear me and love me and obey me. Right. Yeah. Just fear me, love me, do as I say, and I will be your slave. Uh. No. <laughs> no, yeah, but the song when he's doing that, I mean, it's all about Live Without Me, and it's, yeah. you know, it, it, it's it's a creepy song, you know, Live Without a Heartbeat, I mean, but it's a good song. Like, yeah. all of his bits are good, and then there's Chilly Down with the yeah the dismembering creepy Doesn't things. fit. Well, we were saying, like, you could literally just edit that out, yeah. and you could have just the beginning where the, she encounters them, and then her running and being pulled up the side of the, of the wall by... Uh, you know, by Hoggle, and um, you'd be fine. Because yeah. the song's garbage. Yeah, it wasn't good. 
the anim not the animation, but the special effects. Like, yeah. It's clear that most of the time she is standing alone in front of a blue screen reacting to nothing. And the blue screen wasn't even that, that well done. Oh, it was terrible. Yeah. It was terrible. Yeah, the, so you know, as much as I'm aware of the music, I'm aware that this is music for kids. Yeah, for sure. As opposed to, say, Les Mis or Phantom of the Opera. I mean, that's not fair. Those are such... Yeah, that's, you know, that's like, the other end entirely. Other, yeah, yeah. But, but most uh, musicals, like even... Um, you ever see Dr... Was it uh, Dr. Horrible's sing-along vlog? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's an adult musical. But the music, it is a different feel. It's not now a musical number. It flows better because it's meant to be like... An adult musical is always very much modeled after opera. Whereas in a kid's film, it's, and now a musical number. Because it's, I mean, you know, it's for kids. It doesn't have to be subtle. And if it's subtle, they miss it anyway. you're missing it because it's for kids. Yeah. So I really, you know, so I, I really enjoyed the music, but I'm aware of where it works and how it doesn't. And I'm very aware that it's musical for a kid's film. Yeah. But clearly, Bowie just sunk his teeth into that role. And the music was like, yeah, I'll do the music for it. What the hell? But. I don't know that I would have liked it as much without him. I think he's yeah. one of one of the things that actually makes it worth watching. Well, I mean, you imagine who else would they have used? They might have tried Sting. Yeah. Uh, well, he's already had. Yeah. Will, unfortunate pants. Yeah, I will kill him in his his leather thong. Yeah. Um, Mick Jagger. I don't think Mick Jagger pulls it off because he's not feminine enough. Still on the trend of unfortunate pants. You've you've never seen him prancing around in those leather tight things? Oh yeah, no, I'm, yeah. I'm I'm not a Stones fan. I never ever ever have been. My experience with Mick Jagger is from a really shite film with Emilio Estevez about time travel. I don't remember the name of it. Mm-hmm. He played a he played a harvester of organs. He runs a mercenary company of, of organ harvesters called the <clears throat> Bone Jackers, which is a very yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, I just, I just need to step outside and turn back into an adult for a second. <laughs> that was it. Yeah, it's just <laughs> sorry. Sixteen-year-old so me just showed up. Yeah, fourteen-year-old me is here. Yeah, it's like like who thought that would be? I get it. They they steal bones, but dude, like, <laughs> come on. You know, just flip those two words around and you're good to go. But it was a bad bad film. But you know, they had all they all played in like a lot of those rockers in the '80s and '90s dabbled in movies but Mick Jagger comes off as too serious Sting comes off as too goddamn creepy he was also in The Bride you ever see that no with um oh from Flashdance what's her name Jennifer Beals Mm -hmm. it's essentially uh, The Bride of Frankenstein that's really what he plays Victor Frankenstein oh but he comes off as creepy as fuck who essentially creates a teenage girl for him to have sex with like it's but it's I mean it's a good movie in its own right but it's creepy but he has that not quite androgyny thing going here um David Bowie, but he's got a fem. He's pretty, he's feminine, and you put it perfectly, he's non-threatening. He's safe. He's safe. He's yeah. safe. Yeah, exactly what a girl like that wants from a man who loves her. He's safe. Yeah. He he'll just stand around and say I love you and dance with her. And and lift heavy things. Lift heavy things for her, and yeah. but won't ask for anything. Provide her shiny things just because she loves him back. Yeah, exactly. Yes. That's totally how real romance works. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Sure. In fairy tales, yes. Let me find you that card for the marriage counselor. and we'll <laughs> <laughs> So let's go through this and see what we see. And yeah. So it starts off with a really cool title sequence, which was entirely done in CG, which now we go, okay, whatever. There are entire scenes. I mean, Avengers Endgame is 
a CG. <laughs> yeah. It's nothing but like that's why I found the, the the battle of the Ansel boring. It's nothing but computers. Same reason I found the battle in that desert planet from Star Wars Episode Two boring. Mm. There's not a human being to be seen. But in 1985, a computer generated owl flying around the screen. I mean, it was relatively easy because it's it's black, and you're you're clearly looking at water. Still, there there was there were no like these days. There's animation programs with all the algorithms built in. Yeah, and, and they can just, motion capture yeah, the yeah. bird. They can't do that here. No, this is by hand. this is frame by frame. Yeah, and it's and it's impressive. Like, yeah. I there's got to be some. I mean, I I don't know in terms of money, but to give you an idea, a contemporary television show at the time, Star Trek: The Next Generation. I happen to know that every phaser shot, whether it was uh, ship to ship or by hand. The company that did it charged one thousand U.S. dollars per phaser. That was their. That was on their schedule. Ooh. Yeah. So you think about that, and that was just animated. There's nothing special about it. that. Doesn't include the explosion at the other end, which was the special effects guys. This was another company that did just the 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 phaser beam. Yeah. One thousand dollars. Then. Then, and th- I mean, this is a much bigger. Th- you know, that's a second of animation, and it's literally just drawn onto film. And this is. This is a whole owl flying. Whole owl. Yeah, so th- there's some money in there. That's probably yeah. a million bucks right there. And they did a good job. I, I like barn owls. I think they're cool. Yeah, but and but the, the barn owl doesn't look real, and it's not meant to. It's no, got no. an almost metallic... You know what it reminds me of? Bubo. A little bit. From um, yeah. uh, Clash of Titans. I got that feel, and I love that thing. I totally want I Bubo. I love Bubo. I, yeah. I want Bubo. I want that owl. It doesn't even have to tweet for me. You just have to sit there. That was, yeah. that was the only part of uh, the second one. Return Gosh. of the Titans or whatever the, oh, the remakes. Well, oh, the only God. the only good part was when they found Bubo in a chest and like, hey, what's that? Oh, just some old relic. Oh, jeez, I didn't catch that one. I mean, those movies were garbage, but the original one, Clash of the Titans, we have to do that at some point. We oh, really, yeah, that's really a do. good one. The last of the great Harryhausen films. Yeah. So hey, if we're gonna do the Harryhausen bit from uh, the Dungeon Master, we we got to do a real Harryhausen film, you know. But so anyway, so yeah, the 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 opening sequence with um w- with a song, you know, with a with a yep. Bowie song is really really great, really really great. And then it goes right into this park where we see a you know Jennifer Connelly dressed as this princess, and that's you know that dress is right out of a nineteen fifties or sixties costume drama. Sure, or the Lady of the Lake from Anne of Green Gables or well yeah like it's yeah like it, any any of those it, it, you know the long dress with the with the with the the sleeves and yeah it's it's a cheap, it's a cheap costume but what i love is that we only ever see her from the waist up so we we don't people we'll see later she's got jeans underneath <laughs> and it totally breaks the uh yeah the the illusion but you know she stares towards the camera she's looking at us the goblin king and you know reciting the words child through dangers untold and hardships unnumbered I have fought my way here to the castle beyond the goblin city to take back the child that you have stolen for my will is as strong as yours and my kingdom is as great she's reading out of a book which we both googled and turns out no the labyrinth is not a real book it was a prop yeah and then it starts to rain and the 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 
the clock chimes, and she's like, oh, no, it's seven. And then the rain comes, and she lifts up her skirts and runs home. Yeah, which sounds less horrible than... than <laughs> it's PG, she's, honest she's, to God. She's got jeans on. She's got, yeah. she's got jeans. But it, it's it's neat the way that immediately breaks it, that she's a princess on top, but underneath she's just a kid. Yeah. And so they run home. And the owl's watching her. Yeah, and the owl's watching her, because, of course, that's Jareth. Yeah. It's a cool... We both commented, that's a cool-looking town. Yeah. Like, I, I, want, I would love to know where they film that, because it's, I want to move there. First off, I want that park with those medieval stone oh, yeah. bridges and those pillars. Yep. And like I want to hang out there. I want to retire there in the nice, you know, the small town USA Main Street. Yep. That I don't know where it is, but it's a pretty awesome place that I want to be. I'm sure it wouldn't take long to you know what? I gotta find no, it. Google will tell you. I, I gotta find it. So the start of the film was filmed in Wycombe Park. It's in Buckinghamshire, England. <laughs> uh, I thought it was Oh, but the town is Upper Nyack, Piermont, and Harvest Straw. They're all upstate New York. That's where the huh. town was filmed. So the so sadly, unless you own a transporter, you can't enjoy the park and then walk home to, through the, through that main street. That's, that's too bad because that's a good park. Yeah, it is. It is a really great park. But yeah, the uh, the town is just you know, small town upstate New York. Small town USA. You know what though? That would probably be a pretty kick-ass town to live in. These well, not these days. They have a they have a, an opioid problem, so maybe not so much anymore. Yeah, so she runs home, and it's pretty clear Daddy's doing okay because that's a hell of a house. And evil step evil stepmother is there with her '80s football shoulders. Yep. And suddenly Sarah becomes this whiny girl who I want to slap. Yes. I can't do anything right for you. You're so mean to me. I'm like, shut up. I'm a teenage but, girl. Well, and of course, mom's on her. It's like, I wish you'd have plans. I, I, you should have plans. You should go on a date at this age. Like, yeah, but she did have plans. They just weren't the kind of plans evil stepmother appreciates. Yeah. yeah so, you know, stepmother and father. And father, we, we I noticed, is the gun nut from uh, Highlander <laughs> who gets the, the sword in his stomach and is lifted off the ground. Yeah. So... Holy shit! Is this this a different part for me? Not that there's much character. I mean, I think they have all of. Well, in, in in either one, but yeah. I, look, it's it's clueless dad and evil stepmother. It's exactly what you need for a movie aimed at this demographic. Oh, fairy tale. Oh. Yep, exactly. At some point, I expected her to say, "Now, don't forget to vacuum or don't forget to sweep before you go to bed." Mm-hmm. You know, the, the dishes are waiting. Yeah, exactly. So she runs into her room, and as we notice, her room. I mean, that's a pretty kick-ass room, like yeah. the, the the stuffed animals. See there, Wizard of Oz. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, I mean, Snow White. White. She, they're really... There's, uh, there's Hoggle as a bookend. Every, there's the Labyrinth. There's the Labyrinth. Every fairy tale they ripped off is is, is yeah. on that bookcase. By the way, that um, Labyrinth, that it's a real game. Oh yeah, I've, I've played that Yeah. Uh, badly. I've, and it's the one where you have to use a marble, is that what that is? Yeah, and then there's the little dials. And, oh, okay. Or, and some of them you have to balance. And, uh, but I'm, mostly they're just... Exercise and frustration. But oh, you yeah. can still buy those. You can get those on Amazon. Like, Absolutely. You, you know, it's, um, yeah, so she's. Well, she, Woodworker at the farmer's market still makes those. Really? Yeah, like the, the old guy at the downtown farmer's market. It's like the old retired woodworking guy really? has a hobby. He's like, yo, I could make you one of those. That's cool. And I they didn't still just make me angry because <laughs> I suck at them. Yeah, I know. I mean, her room is, as a lot of rooms for kids in the 80s were, it's a self, it's your self contained world. Yeah. My room, obviously, it didn't look like that. I didn't have a lot of pink in my room. But, you know, my room had, like, when I would buy G.I. Joe toys, the, the, the cardboard backing, which always had that cool artwork, that went on the wall. And I had a, sh- a bookshelf that was essentially a G.I. Joe base. 
Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. Um, you know, my room was its own reality, but I was a lo- I was a lot like her, except I wasn't waiting for only the dude version. The dude version, yeah. yeah. You know, it, for me, it was GI Joe and, and 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 later video games. But my my room was a self contained universe. Of course, we're doing this in my nerd cave. Well, yeah. So, well, but yeah. Us too, though. Like uh, upstairs was kid zone. Yeah. I mean, we had to we had to keep it clean because one of my brothers was sick. Yeah. So we didn't have like posters and stuff because yeah. dust didn't work for him. Yeah. But like it was, it was, it was kid zone. There were, yeah. we had mazes and towers and blocks and c- cars and you name it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, for me, it was just my room because my sister, we didn't get along oh, at yeah. all ever. And she had her own room and her room wasn't self-contained, but she was always much more social than I was. Mm-hmm. But I was the male version of her, except it was, it was all GI Joes and, and, and the books were obviously very different, but I never went for the fairy tale thing as a kid. Like I would have looked at. Sarah, this this character, and I would have been baffled by her. Yeah, like I would have if I had encountered something like that in school. Oh yeah, as much as a geek as I was, I would have been baffled as to how to communicate with her. Of course, that's true of most girls, <laughs> you know. A, but you're, you're, you're summing up junior high and high school. Yeah, <laughs> um, but I would have been baffled how to deal with her. But yeah. I know one thing: she would have been desperately unpopular in both my junior high and senior high. Yeah, like none of my friends ever once whined that anything was unfair. Yeah, it's, like it's like of of course it's not. Welcome to the world. Yeah, but just her 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 head in that fantasy world. Girls like that, I I think would have had a difficult time in my high school. Oh, I knew uh, probably three of them. Really? Yeah, that that did the long dress makeup. Oh, really? Reciting poetry in the. In the but in were the, they hanging out with the cool girls? No, they they were eating lunch yeah. in the counselor's room with me. That is the neat thing about this movie is that it does present someone who's not like the totally cool girl or the 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 guy, you know, the, yeah. the jock. The outside, the, the outside, one of the outside. Yeah. yeah, and I, I like movies that show that because it, it helps you get a little bit of sympathy. But clearly, this movie didn't help a goddamn bit. I'm, I'm not. I'm not sure sh- she would have fit with us. Like she, she would have been. Well, she's she, too much the spoiled pretty girl. Yeah. To really fit with the losers. She's too pretty. She's too perfect. But again, that's Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah, that you know. I like the <laughs> in a real junior <laughs> the, the high. The kids yeah. I hung around with, we knew life wasn't fair. It wasn't a surprise. Yeah, it, it's uh, yeah. You learn that pretty when you're not cool. You learn very quickly. Yeah, life is not fair. Um, I, I learned that real fast yeah. in grade four. But you know, she's she's in a room. She she gets in an argument through the door with her father. And what does she do? She flops down on her bed. You don't like me anymore. Oh, shut up. Oh, every you know? every teenage girl has done that, though. Like, I think half go, the guys go away. I don't want to talk. And then they do, and they're like, "Fine, you didn't really want to anyway." Yeah. And like, he, well, how's 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 dad supposed to figure that out? Yeah. I mean, you're a 14 year old bundle mm-hmm. of hormones and crazy. Oh, well, you got there's there's no dad seven in the years to go world. before before your boy revs up. Oh, there's I'll I'll take it, dude, any day. <laughs> They just cause trouble elsewhere. Yeah, I can, just... I can deal with those problems. This <laughs> this hormonal insanity, uh, you, out. I don't know, maybe cut that out of the podcast. <laughs> oh, I see a $20 bill in my future. And no. And I can understand why she doesn't want to deal with uh, her life, because her life is obviously step, you know, stepmom and dad have had a kid, which she res- I'm gathering she just resents. Yeah. Because all the pictures on her window are of what I'm guessing is her mother, her who was an actress. Yeah. And it's clear that she was the apple of their eye. And now there's this new kid and, you know, mom's gone. She's been replaced. Well, you know, this is the 80s, so I assume mom is dead because that's the rule in the 80s. One of the parents has to be dead. Yeah, like for sure. That's like, a given. Like there's some guy going around the world in the 80s just knocking off one parent. Yeah. Well, and she misses her, she misses her 
mom too much to be seeing her every other weekend. Yeah, or she'd say, mom, does, mom doesn't treat me like yeah. this. Or, yeah. so mom's I'm dead. going to mom's house. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, you the know. The kid's a pain in the ass. Well, yeah, the kid's a pain. I mean, I understand why she doesn't want to look at him. This kid cries nonstop. Like, it, it grates on me. Like, I hate, I can't, as much as I enjoy this film, I cannot wait for this part of the film to be, to move on. Yeah. Because the, the crying, this is why I, I was never a parent. When I was uh, when I was in 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 university, I got a job as a at, at Safeway. I was a courtesy clerk, you know, bagging groceries. And we had this one this one customer, and I mean that customer, that kid, that that little baby's in like university now, I'm sure. But this freaking kid screamed from the moment they walked in to the moment they left. And the cashiers used to watch my face as the kid walked in because they could see the stress building. Mm-hmm. And one time I'm bagging and she was about three tells, you know, till, you know, tills over getting her stuff done. And this kid is howling and the cashier looked at me and said, you need to step out, don't you? I said, yeah, excuse me. And I just, I, I fled the yeah. building. I was going to start screaming. Like it just, ugh. so when I hear baby scream, it's not the mom reaction, the parent reaction of what's wrong, little baby. Mm-mm. It's like, shut the fuck up, shut the fuck up. Shut up. Like, I just, I don't want to hear that. You, you, know? should, you should try colic. It's delightful i think my sister was colicky so maybe this is trauma from when i was like a little kid (laughs) probably i'm only 18 months older than she is but uh yeah it could be but yeah suppressed rage she keeps saying i wish you would take me away and and she sort of her head falls back into that weird fantasy again this is you know it's a film that she can't do it all in her head because otherwise we're watching at her stare at a mirror but she starts saying you know little did she know the goblin king loved her and given her certain powers and that's such a clumsy line but it's exactly what you expect from like a 15 year old yeah gave her certain powers really shakespeare like (laughs) but it's the sort of clumsy line again you expect storytelling from a young person from a kid yeah and you know, she's imagining in her head how it is to say it. And that's when we first get the hint that maybe yeah, it's not just in her head because the minute she starts to say it, we see this. The goblins wake up. Yeah, the screaming, this, this screen full of goblins. Is she saying it? You just have to say it. Come on and say it. And it's hilarious yeah. at one point. Did she say it? Shh. You know, it's, it's really, really cute. That wasn't it. It starts yeah. with I wish. Yeah. And then he says, how hard is it to say? And then he speaks it. Yeah. And we're back on her, and it pops in her head, and she actually speaks the words, the Nearly. proper and word. then she and she almost, and then she stops, and then she turns around and says, "I wish the goblins would come and take you away." Yeah, and then turns off the light, walks out, and the film becomes tolerable again because thank God the kid has stopped screaming, and of course <laughs> she realizes something's wrong because babies don't turn off on a switch like that, or so I'm told, or do they? Uh, well, no. No. Well, yeah. no. <laughs> I can see you reliving. You're, you're reliving the trauma of his childhood. I've, I've, I've heard some do. I've heard some babies actually sleep. I, you, I couldn't tell you from experience. Yeah, we need we need a Ramy for this. Yeah. Have you gotten sleep recently? What? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> That's probably why he's so narcoleptic when he watches movies. Mine, this. mine is six, and I've made it back to about six hours a night. Cool. Cool. I'm, I'm a three hour a night sort of guy, so for me, it's yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, so the kid is gone and she starts looking around and, you know, this is a difficult scene to do, but she's looking around a real, so I mean, a real set of, a, of her parents' bedroom, I'm guessing. Yeah. And the, the Muppets, whatever, the goblins are sort of peeking out and you see them in the reflection in the mirror, but anytime she turns to look at them, they disappear. Yeah. And scurrying the, and yeah. And it's, it's neat though. Like it's, 
there's not the detail we start to notice even at this point. There isn't the overwhelming detail that you see in Dark Crystal where every corner has detail to it. But you're seeing one world intrude on another, and I think they did it okay. This is one scene that my boy wouldn't like. Really? The things under the bed. Are you kidding? Oh, yeah. Uh, and in the drawers. And, <laughs> and, the, and the one moving under the, the duvet I'll, cover. I'll, and I'll never get him to go to his room by himself ever again. We're doing a showing. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> you can take care of him. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm good. Uh, and then we have, you know, the the owl trying to get in the window. And, of course, there are these opening, these wonderful bay windows. And eventually mm-hmm. he gets in. And it's a pretty cool intro that the owl gets in her face. And she sort of covers her face. And then flies away and then the shadow grows oh, i love that and it's jareth it is such a good shot it's yeah it's a great shot it's one of the best intros to a character like there's a few great ones and the, the really awesome ones tend to be in fantasy and sci-fi and comic movies because they don't have to be realistic they can yeah. go for the just awesome you know so another one would be the borg queen's intro from first contact where yeah. she appears in pieces yeah for sure remember yeah. it's just it's yeah. the shoulder and, and, come, and, and yeah. Yeah, the, the shoulder and the spine and then gets lowered into the body and then assembled. And But this is one of those like just awesome intros. Yeah. And it's, you know, <laughs> it's David Bowie in this ridiculous wig <laughs> with these insane shoulders because it's the 80s. But it works. The, the crazy eye makeup. But every, it was so good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It, this is, you know what it is? It's glam rock invades a fantasy film. Uh, We're not glam rock, but his particular brand of weird. Yeah. But it so works. Like you say, this film just wouldn't be, this film would be nothing without him. Yeah. I don't care how great, and there's some great actors who can pull off a lot of stuff, but we, this didn't need a great actor. It needed David Bowie. Yeah. And I think that's why this one, despite being utterly inferior to Dark Crystal, why this one still holds up. Yeah. Or not holds up. It's still well thought of. Yeah. It's because of Bowie. I mean, Jennifer Connelly does a fine job. Yeah, for sure. She's, a, she's a, an accomplished actress. Yep. I happen to quite like her, but this is all Bowie. He chews the scenery up everywhere he is. Oh, yeah, he's he's amazing. But he's, all, he's also meant to, but that's fine. And he does the cool thing with the, the, the ball of... It's meant to oh, look that's like so glass, cool. The globe. It's, the, it's the Palantir or whatever it is from... Palantir. Palantir from, uh, from, from Lord of the Rings. Rings. Yeah, it's just a... You could buy these things in um, trick shops and circus shops. Yeah. I knew a kid who used to do this and he'd practice and he'd sit all day at the back of class his teachers all made him sit at the back of class because it's goddamn annoying <laughs> and he was fine with that you know the deal obviously couldn't do tests and stuff like that but he'd sit there and just play with this thing and slide it back and forth hand to hand now in some cases it is a special effect here but computers wouldn't have been good enough to keep up with him the whole time like if this were made today mm-hmm. he'd never ever touch the ball unless he needed to set it down somewhere on a table and he needed yeah. to thunk it would it would all be done by cg but here this guy learned this yeah. And it's very cool. Like, you could learn. You could go and buy one. Of oh, these yeah, things. for they're, sure. They're like 20 bucks. You could probably get one on I Amazon. I suspect my dad had one. Yeah, you could learn. And, and it, but it's, it adds something to him. It adds a whole... You'd think, well, why would him playing with a, a glass ball, why would that matter? But it adds a new layer to him, visually. Yeah. Because there's what's going on in his hands, and then there's what's going on in the body. And it just... It, he, he uses it to emphasize what he's saying. It's much cooler than him standing there with his hands on his hips, which I assume is what he would have been doing otherwise. Oh yeah, for sure. And it's um, uh, it's shiny and it's mesmerizing. Mesmerizing and look, you can have this. Yeah, and and it, yeah, it's it, it's the source of not the source of his power, but it's the focus of his power. It's yeah. I want to give you something, and it comes out of the ball. 
Yeah. And I want to give you the, and I want to give you an apple, and it comes from the ball. And I'm going to create that. Was it called the cleaver or something like that? Or cleaver? The, sure. The, the Cuisinart that comes at them from the, the tunnel? Yeah. That starts oh, the off. The cleaners. The cleaners, is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. Uh, he, it starts with him taking the ball and throwing it into the dark, into the, you know, the dark end of a, yeah. of a corridor. It all comes from that. It's, it's his Harry Potter wand. Yeah, but you know what? It's a neat production choice. Yeah. It, it's, it's, I've never seen anything before or since. I mean, I've seen that thing used, but I've never seen it used in a film. And I think mostly because people look at it and go, yeah, I'm just gonna, everyone's going to accuse me of ripping off Bowie. Yeah. Well, I, I like that they changed the opacity of it. Sometimes it was a, a bubble. Sometimes it was a weight. Yeah. Sometimes it was a projectile. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes, yeah, sometimes it's as light as a, as, a, as a soap bubble. Sometimes it's practically a rock. Sometimes you can't see into it. Sometimes you can. Yeah. Uh, but when he's playing with it, it's just a piece of resin. Well, yeah. But it's pretty goddamn cool. And, you know, I've got, you know, and, and you have this, the, the conversation and it's very much, you know, I have your baby, give him up. You can be, you know, you can be mine. I'll give you all your baubles. No, I need the kid. You know, it's, yeah. it's what you expect. There's nothing awesome there. Uh, and then she is, then he essentially draws her into his world and says, "You have thirteen hours." And it's a nice touch that it, it's a clock, like a yeah. an analog clock with thirteen hours on it. Okay, fine, it's not a big deal, but it's neat. Yeah, and it's like this scene here with I, I forget what the type of shot is where it's du- I think it's called dual focus, where both people are in focus at once, where yeah. she's staring off towards the labyrinth and the castle, and he walks in behind her. Yeah. And if you notice. The um, the wind only affects his hair, not hers. <laughs> which again is part of the she's pretty perfect, but it's also just he's Jareth, the Goblin King, and it's very cool. And so she runs off to the labyrinth, and the first thing she sees is an icky boy. He's peeing, standing up. He's peeing, standing up, in public. <gasps> and well, well, not that public. Well, not no, not behind closed doors, but that's very much the ew boys yeah. moment for the film. I mean, it's pretty gross. I mean, I'm sorry. I go find a bush, dude. But, you know, yeah. it's, again, it's the icky boys moment. And Hoggle is, what is he? A, he's not a goblin. He's a troll. I'm not sure dwarf what. Dwarf. Dwarf. Something. They called him a dwarf at the end, but he's not a typical. He's a hoggle. He's a hoggle. <laughs> he's a hoggle. Yeah. yeah it's, um, I never liked this character because it's so obvious that he's duplicitous from the start because he's a jerk. Like he's killing fairies with uh, an old timey uh, <laughs> bug, uh, bug gasser yeah. uh, with a pump. And uh, he's a jerk. So again, so he's the maintenance guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He. That's exactly what it is. But again, because he's a jerk, we know he'll get. He'll be good in the end. Like yeah. that's how many kids' movies do we see that where you encounter the character <sighs> who starts off as mean and in the end he'll be heart of gold. Yeah. 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 Carry on. It's Han Solo with. Oh, oh God. No. <laughs> no, no. 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 Moving on. Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> Editing. Uh, and yeah, he's killing fairies, and she picks one. Oh, how cute! And it bites her and that's cute. I mean, that is, but it's part of the constant reminder that don't take things for granted. Yeah. In her world, everything is sweet and cute. And here, you know, I like the thematic approach of this, of this labyrinth. And it's meant to take her out of childhood. Yeah. Because everything she expects to be sweet and cute and, and little girly. And handed to her. And handed obvious to her. Obvious and easy. And princessy and all of that sort of thing. Yeah. Easy. She doesn't have to think. It forces her to, whether yeah. she damn well wants it or not. Every time she thinks it's going to be easy, it's hard. She's learning to exercise her own will. Yeah. Unfortunately, all the characters are working hard to make sure she doesn't have to do Ugh. much of that. So 80s. 80s girls. 80s girl in training, man. Yeah. That's why you love 80s movies, right? You want to be just like... No. I want to, I want to be just like Indiana Jones or, or Han Solo or, you or don't, James Bond. You don't want to be Willie from Temple of Doom? Nope. 
<laughs> no, I don't. I don't blame you. Nope, there were no. zero female role models. I'm trying to think until Marion eh. from Raiders Lost Ark. She's better. She's better. I mean, she's still the damsel in distress, but she's until until tough. Alien. But there wasn't Alien, much. Alien, Alien was nine. Alien, Alien was yeah, but Alien I was seventy nine. I didn't see um, it until I was eighteen. Yeah, but she doesn't really become the action hero until Aliens, which is eighty six. The second one, yeah. We, we got to do that film. Yeah, we really do. It's an incredible film. You heard they made a. You hear about the the New Jersey high school that put on Alien? Yeah. And uh, Sigourney Weaver showed up. Showed up, yeah. Well, it's also like the 40th anniversary of Alien. Well, yeah. She's not stupid. Uh, and, uh, and somebody invited her. Yeah. Well, I, I know she heard about it on CNN. Really? That's what it was. And then she oh. showed up. And of course, 20th Century Fox jumped right on that because it's the 40th anniversary of Alien. They're not stupid. They're not going to miss that. So of course, these people didn't have to worry about getting sued. And of course, it's a big deal. Yeah. And, and 20th Century Fox dove into it, but they did a kick-ass job. But you're right. She is kind of the first. I mean, Sarah Connor's not bad in terms yeah. of. She quickly learns how to be hardcore, but it's... same actress, isn't it? Oh no, never no, mind. No, Sigourney Weaver, oh. Linda Hamilton. Okay, never take. Yeah, the... and by the time we undo, see her, undo. In, yeah, by the time we see her in in Terminator Two, well, she's just gone over the deep end. Yeah, she's, she's crazy now. She's yeah, she's not she's she's not a strong female role model. She's crazy, but yeah, here it's yeah, she's like you say, eighties girl in training. Yeah. Hoggle finally lets her into the labyrinth, which has a straight tunnel each way, and she runs down it. Uh, so the creepiest plant ever, which is nothing but tentacles with eyes on the end. I'm, su- I'm surprised that doesn't gross you out more. It really does. Yeah. It really does. I have a, th- well, as you know, yeah. being a fellow medic, you know, I have a thing for staying away from eyeballs, but yeah, I'm pretty sure I would, yeah. <laughs> moving on. So she's running and running and running and she doesn't understand why there are no, there, there are no twists and turns. And then we come across, I, I think. We both agree it's the cutest scene in the movie. Yeah, I like the worm um, guy. She, you know, she sort of sits down against the wall and she hears this, hello. Little cockney worm. Little cockney worm with uh, the hair is cute as hell and the little red uh, scarf. Come on in, meet the missus. Like, um, well. Pass. But he's so polite and he's so, it's just. And he helps her. He helps her, yeah. he's But he, she's. She's not mature enough to just shut the fuck up and listen to him for 30 mm. seconds. Because, as he points out, if she just kept on down that road, it would have taken her right to the castle. But, again, that's part of growing up, is realizing that the overdramatic, you know, way doesn't work as well as just focusing on what you need just to do. Just go get what you need to do. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, she goes through the wall, and, she, you know, then we have our first music video. You remind me of the babe. Power. Power. Power of voodoo. Oh, you do. Remind me of the baby. What? A goblin baby. <laughs> well. <laughs> I saw my baby crying for the babe could cry. What could I do? I like that scene. Yeah. And the baby cries in there, but thank God they keep it to an absolute minimum because they want kids. That's the last time he cries in this movie. Yeah, because he's bringing Toby, the baby, over to his side, and part of that is making him comfortable. Yeah. That must have been... I'm not sure whether that would have been very difficult or very easy with all those puppets around the kid. They, they must have chosen a kid who didn't cry a lot. Because to actually have mm-hmm. a kid howling on, on set would drive the cast and crew mad. The, the scene in Mom and Dad's bedroom, a lot of time he's not 
crying. Yeah, they're dubbing it over. He's dubbing. Yeah. Again, could you imagine if you had to do 20 takes of that and you were at that for half a day, tormenting that poor kid so he cries all the time? My God. No. You kind of need a kid who will cry but can easily be placated because there are points where, you know, she's got Toby in her arms and it's clear he's in fact bawling. Oh, yeah, he's, he's crying. You know, but could you imagine having to film like th- th- this music scene, you know, you know, the babe with the power, Dance Magic, I think is the name of the song. Yeah. Um, that's got to be a month of filming. Yeah. You know, just, and if you can't get the kid to shut up. Oh, you go, well, first off, you'd exhaust the kid. You'd make him sick. A kid howling all day, every day. If you hired, if you hired a kid that cried that much. How old's that kid? One. One. Probably twins. That's usually how they do it with, with baby actors. They use twins because yeah. there's X amount of, there's, there's like, what was that show with the twins? Uh, Oh, full house. Full house. Yeah. Yeah. The, where they had the twins playing yeah. the one kid, the Olsen, uh, the Olsen yeah. twins. Yeah. Um, you know, it took me forever to clue in that one of them played Scarlet Witch. I, <laughs> for some reason, <laughs> one of them was dating Heath Ledger actually. Yeah. Yeah. She was living with him when he died. Tragically. Honest to God, tragically. Oh, yeah, no, no, that's... Yeah. Um, God, what a loss he was, but... Yeah. You know, like, so back to the actual kid here. I'm not sure, like, it would have been hell to have a screaming kid on set all all the time, but I imagine having all those stuffed animals that move for you probably helped. Probably, yeah. You know, it's a hell of a scene, and we noted he's got a cool throne. Like that... I like the chair. The the chair with the... It looks like a horn. looks like the horns off an oxen, and they curve, and it's like... You know a film like... A, a, a chair like that would actually be not hard to make if you were into that sort of thing. Yeah, if, if that was your thing. Uh, it's a good song. It's a, The puppetry is good. The set is great. I, I see no fault in it. Nope. I, I love this part. Yeah. Like, I imagine you could just take those clips. I mean, it goes back and forth between her, or between this scene and Sarah wandering around the labyrinth, and she can hear the music from a distance. Yeah. But I, you could easily have filmed this entire thing and just popped it on MTV. And I can't say for sure that they didn't. Seems reasonable to me. Yeah. And so she's running around the labyrinth and she's using her lipstick to create... <laughs> well, it's, I think that's clever. Yeah, that was a good idea. Um, using her lipstick to draw arrows. But every time she puts an arrow down on the ground, which is tiled uh, stone, someone flips it. Little imps come around and flip them <laughs> over or turn them around or hide them completely. <laughs> with her, yeah. You know, and that's kind of funny. And it takes her a little while to figure that out. And this is juxtaposed, with, with again, with, with dance magic. And... Then she realizes she's being screwed with, and back to her familiar refrain, it's not fair. Like, shut up. She's, she's not as bad as Willie. Oh, no. Temple of Doom. No, no, no. Temple of Doom is... No, no one's as bad as Willie. She, she's nuclear-grade annoying. Yeah. Sarah's just like, okay, kid, figure it out. Yeah. No, I'm waiting for you to catch up with grown-up, you know, with, with maturity. And it comes across the... What would you call those? They look like... Cards. Cards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, suit cards. Like... Yeah. Uh, like Judge. The king of whatever. And Jokers the, or something. Yeah. Each door has, well, it looks like a head upright and then a head yep. facing down. Again, like and their a, like limbs playing, are all scrambled. And yeah, like like playing cards, and you know, we can only ask one of us, and one of us tells the truth, and the other is lying. But of course, you know, it's, and she plays a logic game, which I'm not sure if they were actually attempting to make that her her thinking process logical. But I, it was we watched this Saturday morning, and I don't want to. It's it's an old time <laughs> puzzle. It's an old timey puzzle. It's is been it? around forever. Train, train is leaving New York at five miles an hour. No, no, that's that's math. The um, the 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 one twin always lies. One twin always. It's it's really old. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and so she gets that horribly wrong, and why? No, she nailed it. She got it. No, she doesn't. She falls. Because one leaves. She asked the right question. 
Oh, she did, but she gets it wrong. Because she falls to her. Certain death! Which is the hands. Are you sure? She didn't die. Well, no, because it's a kid's <laughs> movie. That, this movie would be very boring if at the 28-minute mark she fell into a vat of acid. So, very different film. But, shorter. Uh, much shorter, yeah. Well, sort of like an Empire Strikes Back when uh, Luke crashes the, uh, the snowspeeder. What happened to that front left AT-AT? Like, where'd that go? Because it should have landed right on, on top him. of him. So, very different film. But, uh, so it's the encounter here, you know, with the two or the four, whatever we'll call them, face card, whatever's they are, and the encounter with, she falls down this hole yeah. and she's grabbed by a bunch of hands, which you've noticed are not handsy. No, they're just. They're very careful about how they they're, they're grab They're helping her. hands, not creepy hands. Yeah. Well, because something like this could get creepy quickly. Really quick. But you know, it's neat, the hands... I, yeah, I like the hand faces. Yeah, the hands make it like two hands ball up to create a eyes, and then another is a nose, and then and two others make yeah. the, the mouth. But it's the same as the previous scene with the face card door guards, is that it's a clever conversation that she has to reason her way through. Yeah. So much of this film is people talking to her and her having to sort it out. Yeah. Just to um, learn to think for herself yeah. and exercise her own will. Yeah. It's over and over. It's the whole... Yeah, it is. And then... What happens next? Oh, yeah, she winds up in the oubliette, which I looked it up, and it just means a, for, a place to forget. Yeah. I think the, the, there is a, like a, a direct French translation, but the medieval concept of the oubliette is usually the dungeon beneath the dungeon where you throw people... Yeah, they're, like you, they're forgotten. They're forgotten. It is the place where you put your guy because you can't execute them, so you just make them go away. It's like, it's like Guantanamo Bay without the video cameras. You know what I mean? Like it's it's what it's what the Bush administration wanted Guantanamo to be, Guantanamo <laughs> Bay to be. Yeah. Or actually, you know what? Here's a better one: Spandau Prison in in West Berlin, Spandau mm. Prison, where they put all these these old Nazi war criminals that they know they couldn't let them go. Yeah. But what the hell do you do with them? And so they just stick them somewhere safe. Stick them somewhere like Hess. I think was the last one, and yeah. he quote unquote uh, hung himself. Spandau Prison was a a castle, I think. Yeah. And he just lived there for the rest of his life because th- he was there to be forgotten. And that's where she winds up, in the oubliette. Yeah. Hoggle finds his way in there because he's expected to, as we learn yeah. pretty quickly, that Hoggle has been sent by Jareth. Why Jareth would think an asshole like that would be the one to lure her. I don't... Was he sent or... I well, that's he... his job, remember? To get her out of the labyrinth. I thought that was just some crap he made up. To get himself out of off the hook for helping her. No, that the impression I got is he's pretty clear he wants, or he's not allowed to help her. I, I'm not sure what his job is, but his job is certainly to keep her away from the castle, because anytime he he talks to Jareth, it's very like, are you helping her? Really? Like, yeah. I mean, on one hand, he doesn't want her to show affection because we know what happens if she ever kisses him. Uh, he winds up in the bog of eternal stench, which is exactly what happens when yep. he, she kisses him. Most unbelievable thank you kiss scene ever, because she practically has to assault him to get to give him the kiss. It's yeah, like, seriously, no means no, kid. And I know she thinks she's being sweet, and that's great, but she really pushes in on him. It's like, if you want to kiss someone on the cheek to thank them, if they are flailing their arms at you, don't do it. Don't move in for the kill. You know, it goes both ways. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, hashtag me too, but. Uh, that was annoying enough when I was five and I had an, an aunt who wouldn't take no oh. for an answer, but 
I'm like, fuck off, Hank. But, you know, I never actually said that because I was five, but, you know. Yeah, so she's let out of the oubliette, and they're wandering around, and, oh, yeah, they wander through the corridor with those, uh, and it, it's all... it's oh, all the uh, false alarms? Yeah, the false alarms, like, it's all stone-faced, and the faces are literally going, you know, beware, don't go on, go back while you still can, this is not the way, take heed, and go no further, beware, beware, soon it will be too late. Yeah, don't pay any attention to them, they're just false alarms. You get a lot of them in the labyrinth, especially when you're on the right track. Oh no you're not. Oh shut up. I'm sorry, just doing my job. Well, you don't have to do it to us. Beware, Fuzzy! Just forget it. Oh, please. I haven't said it for such a long time. Oh, all right. But don't expect a big reaction. No, 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 of course not. <clears throat> but the path you will take will lead to sudden destruction. Yeah, any just to make road. the little kids laugh. Yeah, it's fine. Um, you know, that's what I do appreciate about this film is that it. it again, it's there. It's, there's that demographic of the twelve-year-old girl whose yeah. head is still filled with princessy stuff, but it works really well for younger kids with things like this and Hogla silly and Ludo is silly and Sir Didymus is cute and there's a lot of goofy stuff. Yeah, but it also helps with the older kids who are dragging their younger siblings the word games that she is forced to play with freaking everyone. Yeah. You know, it's, and I appreciate that, that there are multiple levels. Oh yeah. They hit, they uh, hit a few age groups. Yeah. I think that's actually the influence of, um, of Lucas. It's the Ewok thing. Let's add something for the wee little ones. Yeah. Maybe, you know, uh, Henson's good at that too, though. Hitting, hitting a bunch of levels. He is. And he'd been doing it longer too. I mean, yeah. we were talking about this at work the other day for whatever reasons that the Muppets, like you did Carson, and then you did the Muppet Show. Oh yeah, like yeah. every big star, Orson Welles, all the like every major star of the seventies appeared on the Muppet Show. Yep, Alice Cooper. I love that one, Mister Cooper. Yes. I... <laughs> Let me come right to the point. You, sir, are a demented, sick, degenerate, barbaric, naughty. Frico! Why, thank you. Frico's one, civilization zero. It was a big deal. Like, literally, you did Carson, like Johnny Carson. Yeah. That's how you knew you had made it big as a movie star. And then you did The Muppet Show. Mark Hamill did The Muppet Show. Yeah. As Mark Hamill and as Luke Skywalker. And the running joke was Mark Hamill would run off to get ready and Luke would wander into the camera. Yeah. And then Luke would leave and then. Just the poker. Yeah. And it's, you know, Jim Henson, like people sort of snicker, oh, he does Muppets. No, no. <laughs> the Muppet show was as much an adult show as it was a kid's show. Yeah. Because I promise you, seven-year-olds didn't know who Alice Cooper was. I thought he was funny. Yeah, but you didn't realize. No, I didn't know who he was. Yeah. yeah. And I, I watched that just because I thought this is going to be a horror show. This is going to be a shit show. Because he did, of course, the Halloween episode. Well, yeah. But it was awesome. Yeah. And it's like. I, I, cool. I had no idea who most of them were. Yeah. Oh, yeah, in my day, too. But, you know, people forget that, you know, Jim Henson knew how to appeal to adults. Yeah. By the way, the Muppet movie is like 40 years old this year, and they're putting it back in theaters. Oh, yeah, rub it in. <laughs> hey, I turned 44 two weeks ago, so whatever. So, uh, yeah, so here's another example of the um, 
we got to call it something, the ball, the glass ball, passes them by and wanders over to this creature in a big floppy hat with a huge nose. And we quickly realize it's, it's Jareth in a costume, but it totally works. It's a great scene. It was cool. And it ends with him throwing it down the corridor and the cleaner comes at them, which is like this, it looks like a tunneling machine. Yeah. But it's funny because once they manage to get, it gets past them. Yeah. It's like, it's three, like a, three goblins three on goblins. a Dr. Seuss machine. Yeah, pretty much. It, it reminded me of those um, those hand cars you pump on the railway in, the yeah. old, in, in a Western movie. But again, it, it's part of that theme that she has to get past her her fantasy life. It's really scary up front until you see that stupid thing from behind. And like you say, it, it's three goofy goblins on a, on a Dr. Seuss machine. You know, it, it's another thing, you know, Jareth always comes across as equal parts threatening I'm not going to say alluring, because that's not the right word. No, it's not. That's too adult for this. Yeah, it's not seductive. Not in an adult, no, no, no. Not in an adult way. It's, I know you love me, and I want to love you. But again, in that totally... He, he, he's presenting the safe space. Just he, just come here. You'll be safe. You'll have everything you but, need. But, but in a pseudo-child slash... Like, in a pseudo-romantic fairy tale way. Like, yeah. again, the, I will love you by giving you nice things and protecting you. Yeah. He keeps trying to draw her in at the same time he's being very threatening. You, you don't have to... You, you can stop thinking for yourself. Yeah. Again, I, I don't for a minute think that Jareth wants to get touchy or anything like this. that. Oh, that no. Is, they no, worked no. hard Off on that. Off the table. They worked hard on that. That's yeah. hard. Um, because I, that's another thing I think that works really well with, with, with Bowie. He's able to pull that performance off. Yeah. Because this could go wrong quickly. Well, think about um, uh, Marty's mom from Back to the Future. Like, she's constantly after him. Oh, in the younger version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like, oh, yeah, she, she wants him. Um, that's, by the way, why that film had such trouble being uh, picked up. Because they go, like, dude, there's incest. There's, like, a mom making out with her son. Like, Robert Zemeckis was pushing this through on his own, and it wasn't until he said, I have Spielberg backing me. They went, oh, oh okay. okay. Because yeah. he'll make sure it doesn't go bad places. Yeah. And it's still creepy. But it's not a big deal, because we know it's a comedy. Well, and he's... He's smart enough to say, no, 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 no. Well, but she clues in immediately. The minute she kisses him, she backs off and says, it's like kissing my brother. Yeah. But that's a, like, that's a weird subject to cover in, a, in, a, in an 80s movie, even for 80s movies. And I imagine we'll do Back to the Future. I think if we're going to do that, we should just do all three of them in one shot. Yeah. That would uh, be the easiest way to do it. Yeah. But, you know, this, is, this could be weird. Yeah, uh, but it's not. My understanding is that in one of the earlier drafts, it was much more, I won't say sexual, but he's much more aggressive in his desire for her oh and they well but that's that's the point of drafts right you mm-hmm. go no we can't do that let's adjust that and then his performance again he's not a glorious actor but he's a he's a very good one. He's, he's good at what he does yeah and he he hit this perfectly i think uh again equal parts threatening and sort of non-romantic but not adult-ish alluring and yeah, he's he just he's it's it's a it's it's a weird performance, but again, that's why this movie has lasted as long as it has. So anyway, they they escape the cleaner. They come out, and I don't think most people notice that they come out onto the surface through a through an urn through an urn. But if you look at the bottom of the urn, it's not sitting on the ground. It's 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 raised. Yeah. It's raised on a table. So they're not coming from the ground. It's it's a magic portal. But it's it's a neat it's a neat detail that I you know I think a lot of people probably miss. But it's pretty cool. And then, you know, she has a 
they encounter another one of these characters where again it's all about talk the the creepy old no he's not a creepy old man he's, he's not creepy a, he's just weird he's a weird old man with uh something on top of his head that's another it looks like um Skeksis. <laughs> well not even that it's like uh like a bald ostrich yeah it's like an ostrich head and it's on his head and he's slow and overwrought and senile and senile on the bird's head is it's not is, is sarcastic and it's a cute conversation yeah, but again like it's the, all about yeah. talk and then there's so there's that scene, and then what happens next? Oh right, uh, Hog Hoggle stalks off, and she gets to meet her new friend, uh, Ludo, who is big good and monster, yeah. yeah, big and dumb, and uh, it's a cool like they find you know Ludo hanging upside down. He's been trapped by goblin knights, and this you know it's sort of the the gentle childishness of this film. They're not poking him with lances. They have lances with little creatures with, with big bitey jo- things. with bitey things on the end, and they're like biting his ass. It's <laughs> but it's cute because if it had just been spears, there's a sense of danger and violence. Yeah. Whereas this is oh, they're just gonna bite him on the bum. Yeah, uh, it's, it's also the f- the first time she's really exercising her own thought and her own decisions. Yeah, she takes the she, she takes the rock. She doesn't and, she doesn't run. She goes to see what it is, just in case it's not what it seems. Yeah, despite the fact that Hoggle has in fact run in the Hoggle's direction. gone. Yeah, yeah. and she, you know she. But she's sort of hiding and she throws these rocks that it's very comical. This is for the little kids. You know, they all have the, the, the medieval helmets on. It spins them around. And one of them says, you know, who turned out the lights? Yeah, and, that's cute. And then they sort of bump into each other. But and she they, summons the rocks. It's, no. Well, no. He summons the Oh, he, the, the hoggle, um, Ludo. Ludo summons the one with the rock. Remember, remember, there's no rock there. Yeah. She leans down and it's conveniently rolled because Ludo. Because Ludo brings her a rock. Sum, summons rocks. Yeah. They roll on the ground. Because remember, she picks it up and throws it. Throws it yeah. And then when she reaches down, another one it has come, arrived. It comes back, yeah. I'm not sure if it's the same rock, but yeah, they, she's she has just as much rocks as she needs, and it's cool. But like you say, it's the first time she does for herself, and she cuts down Ludo, and he's a big galoot. Oh, he's she the, accidentally dropped him on his head. Yeah, well, he's the you know, he's the dumb, well-meaning male. He's the oaf. Yeah, still once once more safe. Safe. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He. All she, of them. All of them are safe. Yeah. You know, Hoggle is a jerk, but he means her no harm. As yeah. much as Jareth keeps trying to say, you know harm her he won't yeah. ludo who is a monster who probably would snap her in half and and enjoy a meal he's yeah. a he's just a big oaf i'm hoping yeah and then there's um you know sir didymus who will meet soon who is ridiculously noble it's like wow this is like toxic masculinity in three acts it's <laughs> so she yeah, meets well, ludo these, these three aren't toxic though but the way they deal with her is i think I, yeah you know what i mean it's, because it's the time though like the the boys do Oh, there's one kid show. The boy is blue. The girl is pink. Yeah, well, that's the girl talks. The boy does. It's it's yeah. it's exactly what you were yeah. saying about this. And yeah. it's like I won't let Andy watch that because no, you know he, he he needs to understand that gir- the, the the girls are, are and boys are the same. The girl well. does more than hand you the change to put in the machine and push the button. Yes. Yeah. Oh, you you order for me, you know? Yeah, like, seriously. Yeah. We Let's, even caught that in uh, what was it, uh, Crocodile Dundee, where that actress was great. Yeah. But she let. Oh, you, hi, you boyfriend, you you order for me. Like, yeah, yeah. Wait, what? Yeah, yeah. I, did, I didn't like that boyfriend no. though. He was uh, the, the best. The best eighties girl I think we've encountered so far is Roxanne. Yes. Oh, there's one. I liked Roxanne. Yeah. That's it. So I I, I like there's there's one. And again, Marion ain't bad. She's okay. She's okay. Mostly she's Until, until she now. loses her shoe. Yeah, once she gets into the well of souls, she becomes once goddamn her shoe annoying. Come, once her shoe comes off, it's over. 
Is that all it takes? <laughs> That's all it takes. So if I kick your shoe off, you'll become like an 80s girl? I, d- I don't wear... I don't wear high heels, though, so... Oh, okay. So we have to get you into high heels, then kick it off, then you become an 80s girl? No, you probably just punch me. Probably. Probably, yeah. You really didn't learn any of the real lessons from the 80s, did you? Uh, I, I, I learned the, the wrong ones. Which turned out to be the right ones. It did, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so the next encounter, again, is another talk encounter with the two door knockers, which I've mentioned, you can buy these things. I the, know, and I want one. The, the, the two door knockers, they're like... I don't know what they are. They're like goblins. I think they're, they're goblins. And one has the door knockers, like the, the, the ring. It's in his ears. So he's like the grumpy old man. Nope, can't hear you. Sorry. And the other one, it's in his mouth. And you can actually buy these door knockers. They're freaking expensive. They're like 500 bucks. But yeah, tell me it's not worth it. But so, so again, it's another logic puzzle. It's her talking while Ludo stares at the ring that has been taken out of he, the guy's he mouth. He puts it in his mouth in a minute. Well, that's right. He does. Yeah. Because he's a dumb dumb, you know. It's, oh, look what I did. Oh, yeah. So they then they what happens? They 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 fall. She through picks something. one. Yeah, she, she picks she, one. She just picks one. And then she. And then she goes to. Uh, they they wind up in yeah they get separated, because because yeah because she winds up in chilly down territory that remember, she winds up in a forest. Yeah. Because then we have. Hoggle bumps another scene where Hoggle bumps into Jareth and he essentially warns him, You need to get her out of the labyrinth, and if she kisses you, it's over. Yeah, feed her this. Yeah, the poison apple. So, yeah, right out of that's out of what Snow White, right? Yeah, yeah. And then we go back, and it's yeah, the this scene like it's it's awful. She wanders into a campfire, and they're these weird, like they're cool looking. In their own right, they're the cool. Fire looking. dancing puppets. Fire things. dancing puppets. They're all feathers with these long, spindly arms, and they tear each other's body parts off. Not in a gruesome. Like there's not blood. No, they're they're just they. They're Lego pieces. They're yeah. You know, and they and and the whole song is a, is them throwing their body parts around at each other and yeah. rolling in fires. And first off, it's a bad song. Chili Down's a bad song. Yeah. That was an auto skip for me when I when yeah. I listened to that. No, there's yeah. there's nothing good here. Yeah. And actually, when I when I converted it to iTunes, I just get rid of that song. That yep. song simply does not play. Bye. But it doesn't fit because it there's genuine physical menace here. Yeah, they're like, actually they're actually touching her and threatening her and well, and they want to tear her head off. Well, she started it. She does, but they understand that she's not modular the way they are. They understand they're going to kill her. Yeah. And so there's way more menace, and it's just it's it's sort of softened by this yeah. shitty song. It did. Yeah. Yeah, and them dancing around in front of blue screen. It's there is no redeeming quality to this. No, they this should scene. just skip this part. And well, like we said, if if it came to what? Yeah, my my this see this is another spot where the you'd the boy would be out. You'd freak your boy out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so and for those who are wondering, we're not naming your boy for the same reason we don't use last names here. We already have a couple times, but yeah, last names. You, no, uh, the, I've, the I've, kid's name. But I've always edited. You it edited out. it out, yeah, because that's you, you restated. Yeah, we, we listeners, we do that because privacy is important to us. That's why if you talk to us on our our site, we'll tell you who you're talking to, but you'll only ever get a first name out of us. Yeah, that's just you know, internet safety, stranger danger. So <laughs> free kittens. <laughs> Free candy on the side of that van. So, yeah. So, she escapes the the chilly down modular people. Hogger rescues her. Hogger rescues and she kisses her rope. again. He she kisses him, and there's nothing wrong with her kissing him out of gratitude, but they staged it badly because he's flailing. He doesn't his arms. want it, and I get that, and that's fine. But she has to force her way in, so it just doesn't look natural. Like it, doesn't, any, it still doesn't fit. Any normal human who would reach in to kiss someone on the cheek and say thank you. 
as girls in movies tend to do, not so, so much in real life, but in movies, she should have gotten that hint. You know, so she kisses him, and then they wind up in the bog of eternal strength, which we've been hearing about this whole damn movie, and this is a 12-year-old boy joke. It made me giggle. I have never... I get there are people who find fart jokes and that sort of thing really funny. I never, ever did. I always found them gross. Like here, the farts are coming out of what amount to wet, icky anuses sticking out of the bog. Sure does. Uh, it was actually, it's actually funnier after we saw this movie, and every now and then, situationally, somebody would mention the bog of eternal stench, and it would be funny in that moment. I guess. Again, I recognize that m- normal people find this funny, but I find it gross. I find fart humor, bum humor, icky bathroom humor, I find it gross. Eh, fair enough. Um, quickest way to turn me off to anything is that, is to do to bring that into the, into the equation. And I'm wildly robot. Like, like I said, bathroom humor. Yeah. Even as a kid, I didn't find that funny. Huh. Uh, I yeah. found it gross. Uh, I never, you know, these guys, oh, you know, like go to, you know, there's always the one yeah. asshole at a campfire. Oh, I want to create a blue flame. Like, uh, why? You asshole. Like, it's, it, there's nothing funny going on here. I don't care yeah. how many beers you've had in you. But yeah, so th- there's a big struggle with them avoiding the bog of eternal stench. And they come across Ludo because this is where he wound up after he got lost. They're reunited. Yeah. yeah. And then they go across the bridge and they encounter um, Sir Didymus, which is a fox with an eye patch who, remember, is in her room. Yep. Uh, and and again, it's an, it's all about being clever, though there is a fight here. Well, sort of. It's a little fox beating on an eight-foot Ludo, which, of course, is ridiculous because he could snap the thing in two. But it's, you may not, no one may cross this bridge unless they have my permission. Well, c- can we have your permission? He goes, oh. Um, it's, this never y- come up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. And, okay, and off they go. And, and, and he decides to follow them uh, with his... Uh, Humble steed. Humble steed, which is, you know, a sheepdog, which is cute. You got to admit. Yeah, yeah, it's her dog. It's her dog, Merlin, but he has another name for in the dream. Ambrosius. Ambrosius. That's what it was. Sorry. Yeah, you're right. Okay, yeah, so the dog is Ambrosius. But again, that's a very stylized name. Like, But but her actual dog's name is Merlin. He's a cute dog. Shaggy dog. I like the puppy. Yeah, well, who doesn't like the puppy? Hey, you got to watch this movie with, well, not a puppy, he's 12, but... Yeah, I get, I get to pat a puppy. <laughs> Cody was a guest star in other ways this time. Instead of barking, he just hung out with you the whole time. Well, he doesn't like Adam or Remy because they're boys. Yeah. He loves, Cody loves you. I think he's kind of pissed me through about so we could do the recording. Yeah, so off they go past the Bog of Eternal Stench. And at this point, Jareth, you know, earlier Jareth had given Hoggle a... Was it a peach? Sure. A peach? Sure, yeah. It's a poisoned apple. It's Snow White. And yeah. this is where she wakes up in a junk pile. Yeah, they're all grumpy. Oh, no, wait. No, first there's the ball. Yeah. Which is the v- vampire's masquerade ball. Yeah. Where is that from? Everywhere. Everywhere? Okay. Uh, it's just a cool masquerade, a medieval ball with the ma- you know, with those masks. And it's a cool scene. The music is good. It's her imagining herself as a grown-up. You'll notice I don't say adult, but mm. grown-up. She's in a grown-up girl's dress, and she has grown-up girl's hair and you know it's the way she'd be done up if she was it's the way she imagines she'll appear at a at at a grand ball at a grand ball yeah it's yeah again it's that very immature vision of what being a woman is Mm -hmm. it's 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 the it's the fantasy princess thing yeah Uh, but it is a it is a striking it's all a veneer yeah and she shatters the veneer and then winds up in a junk pile and that's where we encounter the old the old hag yeah 
carrying what looks like a mountain on her back. Mm-hmm. She leads Sarah into what seems to be her room, and, and as you said, we starts piling stuff on her back. This is how you become a hoarder. Yes. <laughs> Hoarders, Jim Henson edition. Yeah. But yeah, like it's the whole idea is that she just has to stay there. And oh, and here's Sir Lancelot. And oh, here's this. And oh, you remember little horsey. Never let anything go. Yeah. And, she, and you know, again, it's piling on her back like, and they said of all the times I've seen this, this is the first time it ever occurred to me that the old garbage lady wants to turn Sarah into a garbage lady. That's where she's supposed to get stuck. Yeah. But she doesn't. She realizes she has to go and rescue the kid and... She snaps out of it, and, you know, they wind up in the Goblin City, yep. which is a flat-out shooting war with cannons, yep. and, though, again, it's, they sort of soften there's that. No, there's no projectiles, it's just sparks. Oh, no, there's the cannon. Oh, is there? Remember, well, I know there's, remember, a, there's a cannon, but did it, did it fire yeah, anything? Yeah, remember the cannon, the cannonball has spikes and arms and Oh, legs, that's right! And it, and it gets lodged in the wall, and you hear it say, did I hit something? It's I think little, I hit something. Little heads come out. Did, yeah. I, did I hit something? Yeah, I think I hit yeah, something. Yeah, that's yeah. right, that's yeah, right. Yeah, it was kind of cool. So again, it's sort of like the lances poking it at Ludo. The lances aren't going to stab him. The lances have little bitey creatures on yeah. the end that will just bite him in the bum. There's, as much as this is a pitched medieval battle in the streets... It's still gentle. There's no real danger. Yeah, there's no real danger. Again, she's still, her clothes are still perfect. Her hair is still perfect. And when I compared this to uh, a movie made for boys, Goonies, where everyone is a mess, even the girls, because the girls are there, ha ha, look a girl. Yeah. She, look how she thinks it's gross. And she, yeah, she, she's just there to distract them. She's there to distract him. And then she's there to be, she's there to be the girl. It's the only time I've seen where an 80 girl, 80s girl is mocked for being a weak 80s girl. Because the two girls who follow the Goonies along, these boys, yeah. they get dumped into water, and they have to do icky things, and they do a lot of screaming, and you're meant to laugh at them because the guys, as much as they're screaming too, they're really into this adventure. I, I like Goonies. Um, oh, Goonies is a great film. It's another one we have to do along with 60 zillion other films. Yeah. Maybe yeah. we'll just, maybe we're going to do that one this season. I'd like to. I yeah. like that one. Yeah. yeah, it's a good one. Do that one, and maybe we'll do that with Clash of the Titans or something. We'll do it as a twofer. Yeah. But, uh... You know, here, like we're here, like I said, she remains visually perfect. Yeah. Whereas in Goonies, because it's appealed to guys, these guys, all these characters, especially even the girls, come out looking like 20 miles of bad road. <laughs> Whereas here, because the target audience is that particular type of girl, she comes out looking perfect. Yep. Nothing out of place. And then, you know, there's the fight, and, and, and the fight has, you know, whatever. It's not a very good fight, but it's... It is long. It's you know. I'm just realizing that's a 15 minute running battle. Yep. That's a lot of battle. That's it is. Yeah. I mean, it's not like you know episode you know, like the third last episode of Game of Thrones where it's a 90 minute battle, <laughs> longest one committed to film ever. By the way. Really. Well, the the episode's 90 minutes. The battle's like 88. Awesome. Of constant fighting. It's the longest continuous battle ever committed to film. Sweet. Yeah, and it's actually pretty impressive. So, finally going through that series, and I'm actually enjoying it. I'm getting past the misogyny and the, the vileness of it, and I'm just sort of focusing on the story, and I'm really yeah. enjoying it. I'm still bothered by all that shit, oh, yeah. but I'm like, okay, Farron, just suck it up and watch it. So I, just, I, I read the books a thousand years ago. Really? And then uh, I, started, yeah. I started watching it, and I got to about halfway through season three, and then the life yeah. things happened. I got to the Red Wedding, and I stopped, because I couldn't stand the rapiness of it and the, the vile, exploitive way they depicted everything mm. I'd had enough and I wondered whether that would happen this time and it didn't just because I, at this point I'm frankly desensitized to it yeah. but because I, I watched the very last season I just wanted to see all these assholes get their get their comeuppance good 
and everyone does. <laughs> everyone gets what they deserve. Uh, but you know, it, it's not. Th- this is not that. This is not a, a, a ninety or an eighty-eight minute pitch battle. But fifteen minutes—that's pretty like, good for a kid show. In an hour and forty-one minute movie, that's a lot of time to commit to anything. So she winds up in the castle, which is essentially that M.C. Escher yep. painting of the staircases. So for anyone who's never seen that, stop this recording right or stop this this podcast right now and just go to Google M. C. Escher, E S C H E R, yeah, staircase, and you'll see. C- it. Google will finish it for you. M C. Yeah, yes, and, and you'll get it, and you'll and you'll get it, and it's you know it's the staircases going in all directions. This is the you know the grade nine art project we were all made to do on perspective, and Jareth is it's another sing you know it's another musical, but it's all a musical number, but it's all about him singing about you can't live without me. How can you live without a heartbeat? Essentially pleading with her because she's chasing around trying to get to the kid. And he is trying to plead with her, stay with me, stay with me. He's getting a little needy and desperate. Yeah. You know, it, it's not quite the break up with me and I'll, I'll, I'll step into traffic, but there's some toxicity there. Like It's the kid's version of it. You know, you're not wrong. Like, he doesn't get violent because it's kid no, film. No, because it's but, a kid film, but yeah. It's all controlling. Yeah. yeah if, um, if, if I can't control you by buying you, I will control you by manipulating yeah. your emotions. Yeah. Like I said, PG-13, uh, this ends with Jareth being killed. Whereas here he's not. He's not killed. He's just banished. Yeah. And so, you know, there's the, there's the song and him sort of, you know, he can defy gravity because he can, he can move wherever the stairs are and, and she can go up the stairs, but she can't. It's a weird, it's, it's hard to describe. I don't think we'll bother just because it's hard to describe how the scene plays out, them <sighs> running around. Hogwarts. It's like the Hogwarts stairs if gravity were if gravity optional. gravity was op- optional. Or, or yeah, var- variable. Uh, and then eventually she winds up on, I don't know what, yeah, so she jumps. That's right. She yeah, beats she, the puzzle well, by the, jumping. The baby falls, and then she chases the baby. I don't think she falls. I think he. I think she jumps to get to him. But I thought he min- went down the the well thinger. I don't recall. But in any uh, case, they wind up jumps. simply in an open area where he is now. And if you notice, he changed from black to white to, and feathery to white feathery, almost like he's losing. He's almost like he's he's fading away. He's turning back into the owl. Okay, you know what? I hadn't thought about that, but that's exactly what it is. Yeah, he's turning back into the owl slowly, and he's practically pleading with her. As much as she thinks he's threatening her, yeah. he's begging her, please don't leave me. Yeah. Just fear me, love me, do as I say, and I will be your slave. She, at that point, clicks in what she has to do, but she remembers the book, that she's, who, the lines of which she was rehearsing the very first time we see her, and again, oh gosh darn, I can't remember that line. I always forget that line. But, but then it ends really well. She looks at him. You have no power over me. And it's all over. Yeah. And very suddenly, she's back in a room with the kid who, of course, isn't screaming anymore. Yeah, she likes him now. She likes him now, yeah. And she gives him Sir Lancelot, the uh, the, the teddy bear she freaked That's out about. That's who Lancelot was. Yeah, yeah. Lancelot, it was the missing... Bear. Yeah, because she, remember, she had those eight yeah, yeah. bears, and I'm pretty sure there was... I imagine there was a Guinevere uh, and a was, Gawain and an Arthur. It was number two. Lancelot was number two, three. Actually, was I it think. three? Yeah, Five. we'll see. We'll see in the yeah, scene. But matter. yeah, uh, yeah. So these were, you know, Arthurian legends, yeah. teddy bears, and she gives it to him, and she goes back in her room and she starts packing her stuff up, and then we see Hoggle and says, "Well, should you need us?" And she says, "You know, every so often, yeah, I will," because that's a recognition. Like this whole podcast is predicated on the idea that we never quite gave up our childhood. <laughs> um, uh, no, no. I mean, look around you. But we all managed. But the grown-up ones managed to retain that. And yet we move on with our lives. We all have jobs. 
and families and all that sort of stuff. And even she says, you know, every so often, yeah, I do yeah. need you. I, I lean on it all the time when, when adulting is hard. I, I lean on it. You know what? That's why there are video games for adults. They're not kiddie games that adults play. They are grown-up video games yeah. because people re- because we we took the cool stuff with us. Why is the MCU as popular as it as it is? It's not just that the young ones go and see it. It's that people our age, yeah. we're the ones throwing the money for the you know. <laughs> I have an, I, I showed off my Iron Man figure a few minutes ago. Um, it's a good Iron Man. It's figure. a kick-ass Iron Man figure. I mean, behind you is an alien and a Tie Fighter and all the Assassin's Creed figures. I'm, I'm a middle-aged Pokemon player. Really? Yeah. I never got into that. Pokemon was after my... Well, you're older than me, but I never... Yeah. Pokemon, I, I, I think I'm too old. I was too old when Pokemon came out. I have uh, younger brothers. Helps. Ah, uh, okay. For me, Pokemon always sounded like a gay Jamaican porn star. I was like, <laughs> yeah, man, my Pikachu. <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> Ew. Ew, yeah. And I've destroyed Pokemon for, for all of our listeners. Was. <laughs> yeah. Mission accomplished. But yeah, so you know, she admits that sometimes she just needs her childhood and then he says why didn't you say so and suddenly her room is filled with yeah. even the bad guys the goblin soldiers and the chili down modular creepy things that tried to tear her head off there and there and yeah the, the old man with the thing out of his head is there uh, he's hiding in the corner somewhere and yeah they're all there you know and it's the recognition that oh no we were all just playing a game and now we're your friends yeah you know it was with a puppet show. And then we get a little bit of menace because outside the window, who's watching? The owl. It's Jareth. And he flies off. Yeah. You know, it's that's Peter Pan. That's right out of Peter Pan. That your childhood is never that far away. Nope. They're trying to send the message that, you know, it's time to grow up girls, but at the same time, there's so much toxic, toxic shit yeah. in this film. It's, you know, it's, but it is a good film. Well, I mean, she does end it well. Yes. You have no power over me is good. Yeah. That, that's the redeeming quality. It's, again, this film is not nearly the great film that dark crystal is but i enjoy it for his performance yep i'm i'm much more appreciative of the toxicity the the the, the gendered toxic toxicity of his his desired relationship with her i will own you that's what love is that's what it was then though like it was it was normal it wasn't something people noticed or remarked on you say back then what's the difference between that and twilight well yeah but an entire generation of girls grew up swooning over those books yeah. and there's a part in the i mean I, I i eventually just sucked it up and watched the first movie yeah you see the slash marks on my yeah. no, no I, uh, I, I read the book to see what everybody oh, was talking about it took me an point. hour oh yeah yeah and no. it was it was contrived and poorly written and the, oh like I, sh- yeah ugh. i dated a woman who read it and she said she was going to turn it into a drinking game every time they used the word beautiful but she was afraid that by the end of the first chapter she'd she'd be in trouble Gosh. Whoever wrote that needs to watch uh, Dead Poets. No. Never never use the word very. Yeah, is it, um, wasn't it like a Mormon housewife or something? Yeah. <laughs> but was, yeah. there's a point in that where the, the vampire admits he stands at the foot of her bed all night to watch over her. Uh, creepy. Um, yeah, like, but he means it in a possessive, I will be the supreme gentleman and, and all that, like... Uh. But in the meantime, they sold an awful lot of cutouts of that character standing there that were intended for teenage girls' to, bedrooms to, to put at the foot of their bed. Yeah. And it's just so that's not back in the 80s. That's, that's uh, 10, 15, uh, 15 years, 15 years, ago, years ago. It's you know, getting it's just, there. It's, it's, it's not yesterday. Shut up, you kid. Get <laughs> off my lawn. Where are my 
Where are my dentures? Yeah, yeah, but it's. Did you see the internet meme? <laughs> the internet meme. Robert Pattinson, the worst vampire ever, took him 15 years to become a bat. <laughs> I, just, I stole it off the internet. So, so anyway, labyrinth. Anyway, labyrinth. Um, yeah, right. You know, despite the toxicity issues, which I'm much more watching with you and and, and talking through it with you while we watched it, I'm much more aware of it and I'm much more uncomfortable with it. But I still like the movie. I still like the movie. I, I like Jareth. He's an interesting character. Yeah. As be- because he's not meant to be a good guy. He is meant to be the boyfriend you... Th- or the possible boyfriend you throw off. Yeah. That's his point. This is a warning. He is a... Yeah, yeah he is a warning. The problem is, I don't think it's... I don't... Th- I think it's too... A little too subtle. Yeah. In the, unfortunately, in this day... In this woke day and age, <laughs> he'd be just annoying. Yeah. And she'd kick his ass. It'd almost be too much. Yeah. But he does a good job of it. I think Connolly does a fine job. Yeah. Um... You know, the actor playing Hoggle, whatever. I didn't like the character. Ludo is a non-character. Sir Didymus is a cardboard cutout of, you know, her knights in shining armor, teddy bears, and yep. it's It's two-dimensional fairy tale. But, you know, but as far as Jim, the Jim Henson side of it, I think he did an okay job. It is not half the film Dark Crystal was. No, but it's it's definitely Henson, and it's good. There's There's life in the corners. There's... Yeah, but nothing like Dark Crystal. No. If you're listening to this podcast, you've never seen either of them, and you only have time in your life to watch one of these movies, you go with Dark Crystal. Like, there's... Yeah. But when people say, like, can you recommend good movies from the 80s for kids, I always recommend both of these. Yep. I'm, I'm totally fine with both. I have no problem recommending them to younger kids. I mean, again, you said that your boy at six would... This would be a little much, yeah. but eight to nine range, I think, probably... Oh, yeah. for sure. A couple yeah. years, he can probably show them this. Yeah, totally. I don't imagine Dark Crystal is, is on your viewing list anytime soon. For him, no, it's it's pretty dark. Well, the, the Gartham attack on the Podling <laughs> Village, my, yeah, not enough. Wouldn't that, like that. I don't think he sleeps ever after that. But yeah, I would sh- I would show him Temple of Doom though. Now he could watch Temple of Doom. No me? problem. No problem. He have no problem with. The, he would have no problem with Temple of Doom. I clipped that and put it on Facebook. Just the bit with the the heart tearing out and the thing like. And I posted this on Facebook. And I said this was a kids movie, and people, you know, friends of mine are, are, are like commenting like. You know, I saw that film, but watching this, this is so over the top. A lot of context. That shit yeah. crazy. Yeah, the, the, the scary-ass priest standing there with the flaming heart in his hand going, <laughs> like, Jesus, this is a kid's film? Like, it's... Yeah. 80s did kid's films differently. That's for damn yeah. sure. So, on, on that note, um, I'm not going to pile all my action figures on your back or... Offer, that's good. I got lots of my own. But I'm not, I'm not going to be your slave no matter how much you obey me, just Excellent. for the record. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, I'm, good. I'm not good at obey. Well, also, you're going home to, you know, your your husband, who you, hey, you swore to... No, uh, I did not. We crossed that out. Modern, there, there, modern, are, there are versions I did not say obey. Honor and obey? Honor, I assume. Honor. Uh, not obey. Uh, not obey. You learned all the wrong lessons from the 80s, and you turned out right. Sweet. <laughs> Ish. So, Ish, yeah. Still a nerd. Um, hey, nerds rule the world. That is, so. that's, that's turning out right. Yeah. And I think we'll just leave it there. <laughs>